Hello everyone and welcome back to episode 100 of your favourite Formula 1 podcast. Knowing Wheel, somehow we've made a centenary. Um, and obviously to commemorate that, I'm joined by a special guest. It's Jamie183. How, how are we doing, mate? I'm very good. Extra special. Um, obviously I'm not here every week. Actually I am. So, no, I'm doing well. Um, yeah, looking forward to getting into it. Season is very close now. It feels, feels like we're a whisker away from Formula 1 returning to our screens. Yes, yeah, at long last as well, yeah. <laughs> it must be said. It has felt like a long, long winter uh, this year. But, of course, episode 100, it is... Uh, Jamie, I don't know if you're going to mention it or if I was going to mention it. Uh, it is technically as well someone's birthday. Oh, yeah, um, of course The day is. this video goes live. Wow, happy 25th, Matt. 25? <laughs> Not yet, mate. 23, yet. right? Yeah. 23, yeah. We're, wow, we're the same old. age, Jamie, pretty much. You're very old. You're two months younger than me. <laughs> two and a half months. Yes, but happy birthday, Matt. Everyone get your pancakes much. out with candles on, ready for him. Yes. I am. Ho- I mean, we're recording this on Monday, and obviously the podcast goes live Tuesday, but I am hoping uh, that I am having pancakes tomorrow, especially uh, as it is my birthday. But the show must go on. We're back with our third and final preview ready for the F1 2023 season. Of course, last week, if you missed it, uh, we went through, admittedly, very, very tired. Um, <laughs> we went through Alfa Romeo, Alfa Tauri, and Aston Martin. Um, quickly, though, before we jump into it, of course, we have just got to mention the news about Aston Martin. Sir Lancelot, unfortunately, will now not be competing uh, in winter testing due to a minor cycling injury. So we both wish him uh, all the best in a speedy recovery uh, before Bahrain Real. Um, but of course, that probably now means it's just going to be Alonso doing a thousand laps in the car, doesn't it? Wouldn't surprise it? me. Either that or Drogovic steps in. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, Lance has crashed his bike. Could never be me. Um, but yeah, he'll be back, I think. I'm all, I'm all certain. I'd, I'd put. Wait, he said it's only a minor thing. Yeah, he'll be back for Bahrain. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, imagine if he wasn't back ready for the season. I mean, what would Aston Martin rebrand to? Because I'm sure Lawrence Stroll would just take the money away immediately. <laughs> Go back to Racing Point. It would, yeah, like the the green just strips off, and we just it's basically pink. get four Alpine cars. <laughs> yeah, it would not surprise me at all. But no, he'll be fine. No. But we yeah, he, he will be back. He will be back. <laughs> um, but yeah, but like I said, wish him a speedy recovery. But uh, let's let's get into it though, Jamie. Our first of four teams to preview then we've actually got four big teams and teams with a lot to talk about haven't we this week uh mm-hmm. mclaren ferrari mercedes and alpine now what, what do we uh, i mean mclaren livery first of all then jamie what, what are our thoughts uh it's okay it's just a bit like samey isn't it i think i do think it's an upgrade on last year but not by much because it's effectively the same just with a bit less paint on it yeah. um and that's a discussion well i'm sure we'll get into later but it's a common trend obviously with all the teams being overweight that they're having to strip back as much paint as possible just leaving the bare carbon fiber um which is quite nice as a novelty if one team has that but when it's every team it's suddenly like oh maybe there's a bigger issue here uh but it's only a few grams isn't it this is the problem yeah like Um, realistically you're not like taking into account even driver weight and helmet weight and chassis tires everything you're shaving off less than a kilogram probably of paint when like the whole car weighs what eight or nine hundred kilograms yeah 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 798 now isn't it is the minimum yeah um but i I don't know what it is about this mclaren i mean i again this is obviously meant to be a big year for mclaren mcl 60 uh for them 
I do quite like the little 60-year logo towards the back of the car, but there's something about this livery. Now, I mentioned this last week um, when it got unveiled. I put this on Twitter. There's something about this livery that even now, still looking at it, I cannot work it out, but I just do not like it. it I'm actually going to disagree with you when you said it looks better than last year's. I don't think it does. You really didn't like last year's either, did you? And I did not like last year's <laughs> livery either, particularly. There's just something about this livery that absolutely I, my brain and eyes and whatever just don't agree with. Fair enough. I'm, I'm not a huge fan, but I think it's okay. Okay, and fair enough. And I get, we mentioned last week, didn't we, that teams are very averse to changing livery every year in this day and age just because they're all quite serious teams these days and they can't just <laughs> rock up with a different livery every year. <laughs> Unless you've got a new big sponsor, which, yeah, yeah. again, doesn't really tend to happen much in F1 anymore. No, no. Um, out of ten, then, Jamie. What are we saying? What are we saying for the McLaren? Ten. I'll give it a five. I was also going to say five, but you said you don't mind it still, so I'm going to lower that to a four and a half. Yeah. Um, but it's I think that is the lower a end. worse score, isn't it? Yeah. So far this year. Um, but of course, you know, McLaren last year was difficult. I think wasn't it? Um. On the surface, I think a lot of people are going to paint it as a pretty decent picture. You know, they, they missed out to Alpine for P4 and the Constructors. But that being said, you know, they didn't fall backwards off the regulation changes. I remember leaving Bahrain and we were really we were worried, weren't worried. we? Because <laughs> uh, obviously McLaren finished. They were literally down there with Aston Martin and Williams and like right at the back. Yeah. And we thought, are McLaren now right on the back foot to the end of the year? Um, or even the end of the new regulation cycle. But they recovered very quickly. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the only team outside the big three to get a podium uh, with Lando Norris back at Imola. But also being said, Ferrari went from battling for P4 in 2021 against P3. McLaren. They went back to the top. Why yeah. do we still give McLaren the excuse that they're not back at the top? Yeah, it's difficult because 2021 and 2020, they were in a fighting for p3 in the constructors behind mercedes and red bull and then 2022 comes along and suddenly they're like they've just been completely overtaken by ferrari who they've been battling for the past two years before and yes ferrari are historically a bit of a bigger team probably the biggest team in Formula one but the money that they have at their disposable especially with the budget cap they essentially have the same amount of money ferrari probably have a few more resources and personnel but McLaren's a huge team, and they've been treading water really for ten years. It's probably close years. to fifteen yeah. years, isn't it? I mean, this is the only sort of thing I can think of now. I was actually thinking about this earlier on today. Mercedes now are basically what McLaren still wants to be. Yeah, but yeah. because Mercedes are here. McLaren now can't be that team anymore. Modern Mercedes is basically McLaren of years gone by, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. The West and the Vodafone McLaren Mercedes team has essentially morphed into Mercedes Brackley team, rather than what McLaren hoped would still be their team. Yeah, it is so disappointing, isn't it? Because I mean, McLaren was still at the absolute top of the Formula One world even when we got into Formula One. Oh yeah. Um, but I mean, really, yeah. Since two thousand and twelve, isn't it? It just so much bad mismanagement within that organisation but for whatever reason we seem to let that slide and I know we mentioned it quite a few times last year as well why do we seem to let yeah. that slide still? I think it's this because is a big team they really like 
it's kind of like they messed up so badly in 2015 and 2018 especially with the Renault move that we kind of cut them a lot of slack because they're not doing that badly now it's like oh actually they've made quite a lot of progress since then but yeah they that is true but they shouldn't have ever been in that situation in the first place no, no and now they've fine. lost like, Andrea Seidel as well which again, I think will hurt them you look at Ferrari you know they had an absolute disaster in 2020 but they yeah. bounced back well in 2021 and of course got back to the top McLaren theoretically should have been or we should be holding McLaren to the same standard I believe yeah yeah but I do think there are a few things to be positive about McLaren obviously they've got probably one of the hottest prospects in Formula 1 in Lando Norris and one of the hottest rookies in Formula 1 in Oscar Piastri this year Um, they've sorted out their drivers because I think Ricardo was definitely letting them down in 2021 and 22 Um, and I think there is reason to be positive I, I, it's, it remains to be seen how long they can keep those talents for if they don't give them the car capable of what they deserve but they've certainly got a lot of good stuff going on in that team yeah and I mean I think again you know again we've said this before haven't we but I think the clock is ticking towards mm. 2025 uh, or 2026 even you know I think Lando Norris you know Red Bull Mercedes they're both sniffing around more and more yeah, Norris has th- got to be. I think right people up there. are realizing now he is, and I again I can already see the comments now going on about British bias and all this, that, and the other. Lando Norris is very quickly and firmly cementing himself as a generational talent. People don't like to admit grid. it, easy, but because he's always in a decent midfield car, often the races he's able to do go under the radar because mm-hmm. the car's still finishing where it should, but it's finishing a lot further ahead of cars it should be battling with well he should never have finished seventh in the championship last year ahead of both alpines no um, no in the car was helped by their lack of reliability Definitely, which we'll yeah. go on to soon um but i mean looking towards 2023 though jamie we should be saying mclaren should be fighting at the front but mm-hmm. sensibly they're just going to be looking to be best of the rest again aren't they beat out aston yeah. martin and alpine if they can get back to fourth i mean it's really unambitious it feels but i think they'd probably take that and point. it's bizarre that we still yeah. just let them tread water, it feels yeah. like. Um, one bold prediction then for 2023? Hmm. How bold can we go here? It's not going to be a Lando race win, I'm afraid. <laughs> no, that's going <laughs> to um, I will go for Lando to get a podium again and Piastri to get a top five somewhere. Okay, okay. I think that's um, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying. I was going to say both drivers to finish top ten over on the championship, um, which of course well, Ricardo they did that last year. They did just, didn't they? Yeah, Ricardo clutched up right at the end of the year, got a couple of decent results. Um, so that's not really a bold prediction, is it either? Um, I get it's so dependent, isn't it? I think on what Oscar Piastri is able to do, because mm-hmm. that kind of completely defines their fate, doesn't it? Next year. Um, you know what? I'm I'm going to say it. McLaren seventh and eighth overall in the drivers' championship. Nice. That's, really that's comfortable my midfield head of, head of the midfield next year for them. Then, according to Matt. Oh, I think Alpine is still going to be close, but I yeah. think that Oscar Piastri. I really do believe he's going to get up to pace quite quickly. I really hope he does really well. He's a very yeah. likable guy. He certainly is, isn't he? Yeah. Um, I think though again obviously we, we spoke about Oscar Piastri you know he's a I think we, we do both want him to be an absolutely fantastic rookie you know we're not going to try and give him the Helga hype train kiss of death uh, <laughs> that we did for Dennis in Formula 2 last year 
Um, but I, I think we're both pretty set, aren't we, that Lando Norris is going to win out within McLaren, so. surely. Yeah. I think Piastri will be very good, but I think the experience Norris has, and yeah, you know when some rookies go up against an experienced driver, but it's not a very good experienced driver. Norris is one of the best on the grid. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. Uh, so I'm thinking, like you know, with Sergeant and Albon, there's there's a chance for Sergeant to beat Albon, but because Albon is definitely a decent driver, but he's not like top. Whereas Norris, I think, is top. So it's going to be very difficult for Piastri to come in and hit the ground running and match Norris straight away. But yeah. by the end of the season, I think he won't get whitewashed or anything like that. It won't be no. embarrassing. So, quick question then, Jamie. Um, let me just quickly have a look. The gap between Lando Norris and Daniel Ricciardo last year was 85 points. Oof, that's so which, bad. Uh, Ricciardo, sorry, finished 11th overall, uh, not 10th. Right, yeah, uh, Bottas was still 10th. Oh, Bottas, yeah. Yeah, he tied with Sebastian Bell in 11th place. Do we think the gap between Oscar Piastri will be more or less than 85 points in 2023? I think it will be fewer than 85 points. Interesting. I completely yeah. agree with you. <laughs> Shall we head then over, Jamie, to perennial claims of Formula 1 and the team we have just been comparing McLaren to quite a bit? Ferrari. The SF23 nice. has been released. It has. And everyone was raving like mentally about this car. I like it, but it's it's not blown me away. <laughs> Put it straight out in terms of livery, how it looks. I think it's good, but I do think the the black sections on it, the carbon fiber sections, are a bit blocky. I was literally just thinking the same thing looking at it. The black uh, on the engine cover, I like. Yeah. The random splodge around the SIVA logos, I really dislike. Mm. Ferrari have this knack, don't they, in recent years, of making quite a good-looking car and then just doing one glaringly, obviously stupid thing yeah. wrong with it. Whether that be the power unit in 2020 um, <laughs> the or the Mission Winnow <laughs> logos that were horrendous in green. Um, but that that's their blunder this year, paint-wise. Better yes. shade of red, though. I will give them that. Yeah, I do like... And there's no stupid, like, transition of... Like, it was light red to dark red last year, just randomly on a line change, basically. So, yeah, it looks it looks good. I do like it. Everyone was saying it's, like, comes to be the best-looking car on the grid. I'm not so no. sure. No. Um, it's not even the best-looking car in this video. It's not even the best red car on the grid. It's not the best red car, no. <laughs> I mean, but, just quickly as well, I've got to admit to Ferrari, the white Ferrari logo on the rear wing again is hot. Yes, definitely. Uh, and they went for that in Italy, didn't they? This, was that this or last year? That was the, the yellow tribute in 2022, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Um, livery, I mean, yeah, it's good. I, it's a Ferrari, it's red. I don't really know what more to say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, at least unlike Red Bull, they do change up some stuff with it um, yeah, each yeah. year. But out of 10? Out of 10, I'll give it a 7.5. Oh, okay. I was going to go 8.5. But I historically, do like over the course of this, I have been ranking liveries higher than you. Yeah, I'm a bit of a downer on liveries, to be fair. <laughs> um, yeah, we like it. It's we it's do. not blown us away. No. Well, speaking of blowing, oh, that's a really oh, bad transition. Oh dear, isn't it? take that out. Of context. <laughs> well, that's going out of the edit. Um, let's let's hope this year that the engine isn't blowing up as much, isn't it? You know, we mm. we look back at 2022. It was a year of what could have been. Now, sensibly, 
you know, it was one of those years for Ferrari where had everything gone perfectly, they might just have clutched up a world championship. But mm-hmm. the Red Bull was the quicker car throughout a lot of the year. I think they were unfairly criticised in that sense. It wasn't like... I mean, they did throw away a world championship chance, but they yeah. didn't throw away an easy world championship. No, definitely not. They were at least the same pace over the course of the season. There were some races the Red Bull was comfortably clear, but there were also some races where Ferrari should never have should given have Red looking. Yeah, yeah. And they should did. have just shut things down. <laughs> yeah. Um... Not helped as well, of course, by the fact that the Ferrari did definitely seem like a better qualifying car than a race car. Yeah, and their star driver is a better qualifier than a racer as well. But Sainz also took a couple of pole positions. Three Let's not forget, three pole positions, wasn't it, come the end of the year? Yeah, yeah. So, definitely was the fastest car on a Saturday, I would happily say. Usually, Um, yeah, more often than not. Yeah, but on the race day, I mean, Verstappen is just a different animal on a Sunday than a Saturday. It always has been. He's not a qualifier, is it? He's really the one chink in his armour at the moment. Yeah. Although he did have the most poles in 2021 and the second most in 22. It's not a bad record to have. (laughs) I think that's the thing, though, isn't it? Still, though, when you you look at like a Charles Leclerc qualifying lap or a Lewis Hamilton or an Ayrton Senna qualifying lap, there's only one really for anyone that sticks in the mind of a Stafford and he crashed on it. Which, in my eyes, doesn't make it a good qualifying map. It's a great 24 corners out of 25. 27, Jamie, it's Was it? 27 corners around that venue. Um, But, I mean, yeah, Ferrari in 2023, it's got to be at the very... I mean, this is the thing, isn't it, with Ferrari? A bit like McLaren. We, We accept McLaren tread water for the last 10 years. We also accept that Ferrari probably won't win a world championship... And we just say, it'll be nice if they're close again. No, <laughs> Ferrari should be winning. Simple they, they as really that. Should. The problem is there's three teams on the grid whose expectation is to win championships at this point. And obviously two of them are going to get disappointed year on year. And Ferrari... And it's always the team in yeah. red. <laughs> and Ferrari and Ferrari fans are very used to it being them who are disappointed. Yeah. Um, it really... It, it, it sounds stupid, but it depends a lot on car pace. Obviously, we don't know anything about that yet, but if their car is capable operationally they should they should not mess it up but we say that every year for Ferrari like I think you look at Mercedes and Red Bull you kind of trust that operationally they will do the best they can with the car they have but Ferrari could have the best car and you still wouldn't trust them to deliver on a week on week basis no exactly I mean this is I know we mentioned this right in the depths of winter one week didn't we as well Um, you know sort of the comparisons between bringing Fred Vasseur in and bringing Ross Braun in. Mm. Are we potentially seeing Ferrari appreciating that not always only hiring Italians <laughs> might lead to more success? Potentially. And we'll see. I think it's a slight appeasement of Charles Leclerc as well. Yes, um, absolutely. But yeah. that's also worked for Michael Schumacher. Yeah, true. So, you never know. I mean... Ferrari fans can get their hopes up as they always do. This is our year. We go again. But I would be averse to predicting a world championship for them this year. Ferrari winning the Formula One World Championship is pretty much the same as England winning the World Cup, isn't it? Yeah. 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 And I wrongly get my hopes up every time we get to World Cup. Fair play. Fair play. Bold prediction then, Jamie, for Ferrari in 2023. Hmm. It's quite hard to be bold for a team that I'm obviously not going to predict the title for, but you know they're going to win races. 
Do we? Well, you expect, at least. <laughs> You'd hope they're going to win races. This is Ferrari, though. It's true. I will say... Hmm, what would I say? I will say... I'm going to hedge my bets. One of their drivers doesn't win a race this season. Is that one driver Carlos Sainz? <laughs> that was what I would put my expectation on, but I don't want to commit to it. <laughs> okay, okay, fair enough. That is actually a very, very good prediction, to be fair. Um, I am going to say, though, Ferrari P3 come the end of the year. That's not might bold. Not be a That's expected. Bold. <laughs> it, it might not be a particularly bold prediction. Um, do I say P3 with the most poles on the year? That would be mad. They actually weren't far away from that last year, though, were they? No, no, exactly. That's my thinking. Mm, no, because Mercedes have got two good qualifiers. Red Bull, I mean, I've just said Max isn't an incredible qualifier, but he's not bad. But no, stretch the imagination, and Checo could occasionally pull one out of his backside as well. Um, I, I, there we go. I'm going to say, yeah, Ferrari, five wins or less in 2023. Or fewer. Yeah, five wins or fewer. <laughs> Shall we head over then, Jamie? Oh, sorry, quickly as well. Which driver, before we forget, which driver will win out and why is it Charles Leclerc again? Uh, it is Leclerc because he's better than Sainz. He is. After we bigged up Sainz, right? Yeah. <laughs> Roll reversal from last We time. have completely <laughs> binned off the Spaniard once again. He's off the gravy train. Carlos Sainz in did the Did we bin. say who'd win at the first team? Oh, we did, yes. We did, we did. Um, but, I mean, it's really... I think this is going to be a, a testing year for Carlos Sainz, isn't it? Of course, mm. you know, we, we, we look back. He, he did do an incredible job in 2021 against Leclerc, but he did also get lucky, as we were reminded quite a lot. Yep. Um, but 2020, 2020, 2020, 2020, uh, 2023, he has got to be closer to Leclerc than he was on a lot of occasions last year. And he's got I to think, get up to speed quicker. Yeah. He's, he's basically, for Ferrari, he's a very good number two. But that's obviously not what he wants. No. And he wouldn't admit that. But he is a very capable second driver yeah but they also need someone that can fight with Verstappen and Perez more than and not crash and maybe Mercedes next year as well yeah, yeah. right and hopefully not find gravel traps every week exactly we, we just mentioned them though <laughs> Mercedes were the penultimate team to reveal their car ahead of the 2023 season then Jamie what a stunner what a stunner oh beautiful beautiful thing it's a shame it's slightly like the Merc logos and everything I don't know if you saw this um, a slightly out of centre oh really I yeah. didn't notice that or, or the nose little pieces are they, they don't line up perfectly which is a bit it's annoying. also it's a shame that the W11 was so perfect that it's quite yeah. hard to top it because it's not quite as good as that and they've gone for the same concept it's also a bit of a shame, of course, that originally why they went to a black livery kind uh, has of kind of <laughs> yeah. now been forgotten about and been off as well, isn't it, for this yeah. new one. But yeah. that being said, this thing is still hot. It is very stunning. It is striking to look at. Well, I'm... we say that. Uh, Lewis Hamilton's one is. George yes, Russell's I'm not... I'm not so convinced by. Yeah, the I'm not really green. keen on Russell's. <laughs> I don't know why on earth he's gone with toxic I'm a bit confused green. because... La- am I right in saying last year Hamilton had the purple and Russell had the, the like neon yellow? Yeah. And they've Hamilton's taken his yellow back, which is fair enough. But why has Russell gone for such a ghastly colour? <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? He's gone yeah. for a very Pierre ghastly kind of colour uh, yeah, for yeah, 2023. But, but the yellow does work very well. 
Um, we could, I'm just sorry, completely forgot, Jamie. We didn't mention the fact that Ferrari sent their car out onto the track and it didn't blow up during their test as well. <laughs> well done, which Ferrari. is very convoluted, but hats off to them because we all expected that thing to roll out, puff a huge bit of smoke <laughs> and catch fire. Uh, I'm right in thinking the Mercedes did do that, actually. They lost some testing reliability, didn't they? Uh, not that I was aware of, to be entirely honest. I got sent something. By a friend. Okay. Let me go find it. Okay, but I mean, yeah, 2023 Merc though, it's it's a stunning looking thing again. Um, you know, the, the all black livery just works. Mm-hmm. Best looking I'm, car in my eyes. I am indeed correct that they did some test runs at Silverstone before an ignition problem and misfires. It developed a misfire. It developed a misfire. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it's not a great start for them, but the car does look stunning. So uh, they've got any- some things in order. If anyone understood that developer misfire reference, please <laughs> comment down below and I will pin you on this podcast. Um, but yeah, I mean, for me, livery Jamie out of 10, this is a 9.5, isn't it? George Russell's I'd, is only I'd, an 8, but I'd give it a 9, a 9.5. To average both of them. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. But yeah, it's not my favourite. I do prefer the Alpha, but it's my, probably my favourite. Okay. Oh, no, I'd say this is my favourite looking car for 2023. Um, Brave as well, of course, you know. Uh, black Mercedes win world championships not all of them not yeah. all of them but they do every year they've ran a black car they've won at least one world championship and should have won both um, mm. but 2023 is going to be an interesting year isn't it for Mercedes Definitely. the design Definitely. looks very very intriguing they've, yes. they've kind of slapped two different design concepts on top of each other and it's either going to be incredible or another year of going, what on earth has gone wrong? Yeah, they've not really binned off the Zero Side Pod, but they've kind yeah. of distanced a touch from it, I would say. Like, it, they're slightly larger, but still not not as Well, what as they've effectively teams. done is gone with their Zero Side Pod concept and then chucked the top half of a Ferrari on top of it. Yeah, yeah. From the Halo so, Mercedes have got a lot of very credible aerodynamics and engineers, so I trust that they know what they're doing, but we'll wait and see, because we thought their Zero Side Pod was about to obliterate the entire field, and it didn't redo really anything last year. No, um, no. Obviously, probably their most disappointing year since 20... In terms 10? of stats, since 2010? 2011. Yeah. Stats-wise, 2011, but sensibly 2010. It's been mm. their most disappointing year since they came back to the sport. Yeah. So, hopefully, for their sake, they can take some steps back towards the pinnacle of Formula 1 although for my Max Verstappen fan in me disagrees with that and I would like to see them back in third so when they built Williams (laughs) yeah Yeah. but sensibly they do have the best lineup on the grid they probably they have the highest pedigree in terms of success you would say in terms of rate of success yeah and there's all the chances they could just whip out a double championship again. I think this is the thing, isn't it? You know, everyone they've got a lot more wind tunnel testing time than Red Bull as well um, but it feels, again, this is the weird thing, isn't it, with Mercedes is that you just don't see them falling off in the way we've seen Red Bull or Ferrari fall off in the past because it hasn't happened before. This might be the time where we see Mercedes off. Like they could end up just being like Red Bull were Another between sort of 2015 and 2019. Yeah. I don't think it would quite be that bad. Um, but 
we there is just this belief, isn't there, from either Mercedes fans like myself or Mercedes not hater necessarily, but <laughs> um, Mercedes pain enjoyer, I suppose, yes. in you, um, <laughs> that they still will get back to the front one way or another, and they managed that last year in the end, of they course, did. in Sao Paulo, but it still felt like a bit of a one-off. Yeah, it didn't seem very repeatable, certainly. Um, but we'll have to wait and see for both their drivers as to I mean, whether they can bounce back. Hamilton obviously didn't win a race, just wanted to throw that out there again yep. last year. It's um, the longest he's had to wait for a, gro- for a race win in uh, motorsport, I think, probably since he started. Since he's, he's, pro- he's, seven, he's, probably, yeah. he's probably never gone 12 months without winning a race. Is the mad thing, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, what, 15 months now, isn't it? Because it was Saudi. Yeah. Yeah, and definitely not Abu Dhabi. We laugh, but um, sorry, what's the next thing you got onto about? <laughs> well, you, you're just trying to rattle my cage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry, I mean, I was, I was going to say though. I mean, this year's aspirations for Mercedes, isn't it, is win. Yeah, if they could, like, I don't know. I think winning a title now would be a really big statement. You look at the titles they won in 2019, 2020. It's kind of like, yeah, we're going to win it. It's whatever. I think if they won now, it'd be huge. For I them, think because it would I, set them back on track. This is the thing, isn't it? As well, Mercedes. I think this probably would prove them from purely a ingenuity and technical, technological and team dynamic uh, front. Would probably, if they were to win this championship now, would probably put them as greatest team of all time from that regard. Certainly, if they could go on another short run, um, they would be right up there. Because let's be fair, it's not out of the realms of possibility that by by 2030, Mercedes could have all those records that Ferrari fans have banged on about for years as to why it's the (laughs) best team of all time. Yeah. It could happen. And Ferrari Um, have, what, 17 drivers' championships in 70 years. Yeah. Mercedes Mercedes have have eight eight in 12 or something. Seven in 12, (laughs) isn't it? Sorry. Yeah. Um, But yeah, absolutely mad. Absolutely no, it's, no, it's seven. Yeah, I forgot yeah. Hamilton got one at McLaren. He did. He did. Um, but one bold prediction then, Jamie, for twenty twenty three. Ooh, I'm actually going to tie mine in with the next section, and throw out that George Russell will win out over Lewis Hamilton again. Indeed. Okay, we're going down different paths. You're going to say Hamilton eighth, aren't you? I'm going to say Hamilton 8th World Championship. <laughs> I swear you said that last year. <laughs> yeah, you're damn right I did. And you know what? Every I'll, year. Say, I'll say it again next year when he's Even still once he retires. <laughs> <laughs> Even when he's gone. <laughs> What's your bold prediction for F1 2026, Matt? Lando and George in the Merc together. Hamilton's coming back and he's getting his 8th. <laughs> Lando to get injured in the first race. Hamilton replaces, wins the 8th. <laughs> wins the 8th, exactly. Exactly. No, I, I just... I don't know. There's, yes, part of it is just hope and prayers, but <laughs> I think I want to believe Hamilton 8th is coming this year. What's the point of sport if you don't get your hopes up? Exactly, exactly. Like Jamie going into every World Cup thinking England are going to win it. <laughs> Shall we move over then, Jamie? We've gone through two of the biggest teams in the sport with a lot of drama to talk about, and then mm. we just move over to the French, don't we, to finish this out? We do. And on that subject... Oh, Time for our quiz. Okay. Moving over to the French. They've got two French drivers. They do. Both of which have won a Grand Prix. Yep. How many other drivers have won one Formula One race? Have won what? No, that's not the question. Oh. Or is that just a trivia for me? 
No, but, I thought that's what you were going to ask me. No, no, that's not what I'm asking. There have been... Let me just count real quick. There have been 14 French Grand Prix winners from the nation of France. <sighs> There's so many no-names in here. You have one minute to name all of them. And your time starts now. Ocon, Gasly, Alain Prost, uh, Jean-Pierre Jabouille. Mm-hmm. Um... All good so far. Yep. Francois Sever. Indeed. Um, oh, I just, there's so many just random Frenchmen that have won like three Grand Prix mm-hmm. back in the day. Um, all, I think we know all of them. Olivier Panis. Yep. Um, I'm trying to think of other more recent winners from France. Um... Oh, this really annoys me because I will know you're more of know, these. You're going to know a lot more than this. Yeah, I know. Um, You've got 15 seconds. John Alacy, of course. Yep. Um, there was one else kicking around from that era, wasn't there? Who was it? It wasn't Yano. It wasn't Fisichella. They're both no, Italian. No, they're both Italian. And your time is up. Oh, that's so bad. Uh, that, is, that was not, not, not the best quiz performance so from you there. Bad. You missed the second most successful René Arnoux. Of course, yeah. Uh, the third most successful Jacques Lafitte. That's a bit more difficult. Yep. Uh, Didier Peroni. Yeah, I honestly just there's so many French ones that yeah. I always forget are French. Maurice Trutignon from the 50s. You might not Probably know. wouldn't have got that one. Patrick, Patrick Tambay. Tambay. Yeah, no, sorry. Patrick Tambay, indeed. Yeah. Jean-Pierre Beltoise, which you might not have got him either. Uh, yeah, this is the thing that with all the Frenchmen as well. You recognise the names, but yeah. you always just forget their French. They're like background figures in F1, really, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, they are like side characters, normally, the French. Uh, and you got the rest. So I think you got... Is that 8 out of 14? I'll take 8 out of 14. Yeah. That's better than oh, I thought I'd do. To be honest, I thought pass. I only got 4 or 5, um, so I'll absolutely take that. Um, but anyway, let's jump over then back to our French organisation, who again are a bit of a side character team in Formula One, aren't they, Alpine? They are a little bit, yeah. Um, when again, a bit like McLaren, we keep giving them slack. They should be at the front. They're a full factory team, which McLaren aren't. You can Why cut them a they? slight bit of slack that they're in terms of long-term F1 vision. They're still slightly still new. believe, but because they only rejoined in 2016 which is obviously a long time ago now, but compared to the other teams who've been around, like, what Mercedes have already been around for 13 years, but everyone else has been around for, like, 20-plus at least. It's... All the other factory teams, I should say, have been around for at least 20 years. Yeah, yeah. Um, You can kind of say they're still on on the way up. And in terms of overall trajectory, they kind of got to fourth in 2018, and they just kind of stayed there. And they've... Yeah. Yeah. They've had, obviously, minor up and downs, but... Yeah, it's it's difficult to see them progressing. But what, this like, is what the, is the next step? For them? This is the problem, isn't it, with Alpine? Because really, if they wanted to prove themselves as a powerhouse factory team, 2022 was kind of that defining moment, isn't it, where you either prove yourself as the real deal, the big team that we've had all this stuff going on with Renault and all this background stuff in years gone by. Now we're winning. And they yeah. just haven't... like Even if they've been comfortably P4, like half a second away from the big three, half a second ahead of McLaren and Aston Martin and so on and so on, 
okay, you're still taking steps in the right direction. But the fact that they they did have the fourth fastest car, I'd argue, last year. Lando yeah, Norris was just in another league. But the fact they were still having issues with reliability all the time and everything else, and the fact they don't have any other teams that use their power units to get them extra information, it's just not working, is it? Mm, there is a bit like massive mismanagement over the summer last year as well with the whole predicament of drivers. That was hilarious. Um, typically Renault, to be fair. But yeah, I mean, I followed Renault's progress very closely as a Hockenberg fan back in the day. But they were always targeting this major rule change. Obviously, it was meant to be 21, turned out to be 2022. They were like, right, when that comes in, even in 2017, 18 time, they were like, when that comes in, we're back. <laughs> and it just hasn't happened. And you kind of can't see how long the management will give them. Are they going to give them to 26 to start challenging for titles? It's really difficult to tell. It, yeah, this is the thing, isn't it, with Renault Alpine? There's always a five-year plan. Yeah. Always. It's, 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 just gets it's five years year. or a hundred races. There's always yeah. a five-year plan. You can't just constantly... And I mean, one of the best examples of that in recent Formula 1 times, wasn't it, about rather than focusing on now rather than the future, is always BMW back in 2008. Oh, yeah. Always. <clears throat> the fact that they won that race in 2008, that was all they'd aimed to do that year. Kubica spent months months moaning at them why when we've got a car that can win a world championship this year and we're going to focus on next year and they did all this corporate stuff 2009 came they ballsed up the rules it went pete tong and they left by the end of the yeah. year yeah it, would and that Kubica surprise was... me that happened to alpine no not particularly yeah especially now that they've not got a superstar name like alonso that they've got to keep happy like you kind of trust they're both good drivers but they're not top Honestly, I think that works the other way for the French. It probably because does, they've got fair. those two French drivers. It feels like they can band to because again, you know, French Formula One teams as well have always historically had just because of the way the French political system works and everything like that. They're always quite closely linked with the government, mm. um, and you know, trying to get funding through various means. But it just why if like we're not French, why would you want to rally behind them? If you were French, like there's, there just doesn't seem to be that belief, and you know there might well be, you know perhaps their propaganda in France is perfect, but there just doesn't seem to be that belief that they will get there, does there? Yeah, I think they've kind of reached their end game, being the best at the rest, which is not what they want to be, but it feels that way for F1. I mean. As well, it's things like as well, of course, you know, we, we spoke about um, Alpine, you know, obviously that rebranding to Alpine. Mm. Yes, meant that they've got a damn fine looking car over the last couple of years. 2023, not so much. We haven't really spoke about that, to be honest. No. Um, but, it, like, why on earth are they, like, for example, when they were in the Cota, for example, what's the point in doing Alpine branding when you don't sell your cars over there? Yeah. It just seems yeah. like, it, it seems like there was this idea from inside the Renault F1 team that we can sell it to Renault that will rebrand as Alpine and it will give us this whole thing that we can do now with your other car brand. And it just kind of feels like they're still trying to buy time. Yeah. It's like the classic thing of when a business or a project isn't working properly, you have to change something, whether it be a driver or a name or a logo or branding. Like, you have to do something to keep the higher-ups happy, which feels a bit like why they've changed the name for Alpine. But, yeah, we don't know. Um, but shall just, we talk about the livery? Since let's talk about the livery before we keep just rambling on about how it feels like there's no hope down there. Um, yeah. 
It's the last couple of liveries. Like Alpine had one of the best liveries on the grid a couple of years mm. ago. Um, but it's just not not quite the same vibe. I don't know what it is. No, I think it's because they've just inserted a load of carbon in there without any paint on it, like classic 2023 cars. Um, so there's no real merging or no real attempts to like soften the differences between the blue and the pink. So yeah, I th- I preferred last year's car. I preferred the 2021 car to 2021 both. 2021 car was a beauty. Yeah. That was so, a proper yeah. good-looking car. I mean, it's still okay. It's not bad. I think no. we have very high standards for cars now. No one's turning up with a HRT with your brand here on the side. Yeah, your so, name here back in the day. Yeah. And I think this is the other thing, isn't it? You know, we again, you know, we were going to mention this at some point about you know people on Twitter moaning that there should be a mandated minimum amount of the car that has to be painted and all this, that, and the other. Modern yeah. team designs, like. Imagine if this was back in the 80s or 90s or something and the team's actually trying to shave this way. There would be some gopping liveries. Like, absolutely yeah. horrendous. Yeah. Like, Ferrari would rock up with just a tiny, thin red stripe at the middle of the car. Like I'm talking, like, half a centimetre thick and call it a day. And, and that then would... just the rest of it's carbon. There would be, like, yeah. 24 just carbon cars with no paint on. Basically. Exactly. They'd all just rock up with a strip for their team's colour so you could recognise yeah. them and that would be That it. would be quite a good visual, but not not for long it would no. be a nice moment and then you'd be like this is rubbish <laughs> Alpine livery out of 10 though uh, I mean I still like it I'll give it a so do 6 I. and a half I was going to go 7 it's still mm. I think this thing is because Alpine have delivered some absolute bangers over the last couple of years it's disappointing it's a bit of a disappointment I do again though I'm going to say this I know I mentioned it last year I really do like the pink livery again BWT I'm again to make a, a good looking car I just think it's it's the same as the uh, the Force India we used to be basically so yeah I'm not a huge fan of it I do like that they use it in the night races though apart from Melbourne which they just decided to stick it in as well but it wasn't the night races last year it was just trying to improve their branding in the Middle East yeah true um, but true. obviously clearly they've decided Happened now Australia rather than just drinking beer all the time they might they like some, some water BWT well. water yeah I mean it'll be like what 20 45 they'll be having it for most of the season yeah so slowly moving it one extra race each time round. yeah um i I guess there is some interesting discussions of course within alpine you know i found it quite interesting there was an article that came out this week from i can't remember which company was sort of saying that ocon and gasly are both getting fed up with the idea that you know people are talking about their past rivalry yeah i am waiting for that just to absolutely explode in their face (laughs) yeah I mean, I think it's massively overblown, all of the teammate rivalries, really, this year. <laughs> um, especially the ones that Haas and Alpine. But they'll be fine, I expect. I think if there is any conflict, it'll be based on stuff that happens in 2023 and not stuff that happened when yeah. they were kids. <laughs> when they were kids in go-karts. I mean, this yeah. is the thing, isn't it? Because obviously we, we did find out some telling stories from Ocon last year about Alonso. But I also, like, Ocon... I would absolutely believe if, like, if if Alonso doesn't show up to something, he'll he'll put a message in the WhatsApp group chat or something, just a snide yeah. comment. He does seem a bit snarky, like doesn't that. he, Esteban? Yeah. I don't particularly like him. Uh, I think I made that pretty clear. He's just over not the, last the character years. you're warm to particularly, is no, it, for a lot no. of people. Um, but it's difficult to it's difficult to kind of try and pin down why, isn't it? Sometimes he just doesn't but... seem like a very good team player. Like, if you were picking a a five a side team. 
I mean, like, you know, got, in PE. He got the worst out of Perez. And Perez yeah. is normally a pretty chill, yeah. like, dude. Like, he never really had issues with teammates prior to that, had he? But there was always the rumour, you know, when... Oh, no, that was the other way around, wasn't it? When he got the jump to Force India ahead of Verline, people made up that Verline was hard to work with. But Well, that was, yeah, apparently yeah. the case as well. But, yeah, it always seems, always seems a little bit weird. Um, yeah. But, which... Uh, let's go bold prediction then, first of all, Jamie, for ALP. Hmm. Old prediction. I might just have to throw Gasly on the podium again. Okay. Just, okay. <laughs> just back all my boys, the six of them or whatever it is now that I happen to support. You are becoming one of those people on Twitter with like seven hashtags in you. With loads of in hashtags in my bio. Um, I, Jamie, Alpine, P6 this year. Mm. I do think there'll be, in a, there'll be close between four, five, six. So it's it's not unreasonable. I think Alonso is going to do everything within his power to make sure his team oh, yeah. scores. Oh If he sees a blue and pink car in livery, um, if he sees a blue and pink in his mirrors, he's just going to be weaving all over the place. He's going to be defending like a lion. Yeah. All year long. Um, but uh, so I'm guessing you're saying Gasly is going to be out Ocon. I will say that because I like Gasly. We Not haven't. Big, I think I do think they'll be very closely matched, but I think yeah. Gasly. Yeah, we, we haven't have. disagreed on many this year, but I am going to disagree with you there. Fair enough. Fair I enough. think Ocon we'll is going to... I'm not going to say he's going to be the better driver, but I think he will win out over Pierre like Gasly. last year then. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's that's going to be the case down at Alpine in 2023. But Jamie, uh, is there anything else we need to mention today? I think we've gone hmm. through basically everything we need to Is there anything on the F1 site? Worth a quick gander. Oh, Australia got a fourth DRS zone that they'll They're swiftly delete gonna again. They're going to off again, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did make me chuckle. Uh, but no, we are less than two weeks from the beginning of the season. Yes. And you know what so, next week is, don't you, Jamie? Oh, next week's big predictions, isn't it? Big, big Here predictions next week for F1 2023 when we can then look back and laugh at each other. Come the I did pretty well last year, so I've got, I've got a lot to live up to. You have got a lot to live up to uh, heading into the new year, but... Thank you all again. Episode one hundred. You know, I think it's safe to say the first thirty or so they, we did take time to find our footing. But I'm still really enjoying it. You know, it is every week I look forward to Definitely. sitting down, Jamie, and doing this podcast with you. Here, here's to the next hundred as well. Like Indeed. we said, of course, twenty twenty three Formula One. Can we say it now, Jamie? Is it finally back this week? I think once testing starts, we'll we'll really get hyped. We're we're pretty much there, aren't we? Because again, luckily, of course, there's only been a week after testing, uh, yeah. or just over until the Bahrain Grand Prix. So, of course, yeah, that'll be pre-season predictions. Then we might have to do an extra show next Friday, might we? Uh, with the preview, the preview for Bahrain as well. So there's going to be plenty of podcasts coming back to your screens. Thank you all so much for listening, as always, and we will be back next week. Then, F1 2023 serious predictions. Things are going to get spicy.